to be inspired through authentic conversations that is sure to be on everyone's lips. Welcome, everybody, to On Everyone's Lips. I am Monique, a.k.a. Mo. My name is Lindsay J. And my name is Chelsea J. And we are the ladies of OEL. Yes, Yay. yes, yes. It'll be a good show. Back again. <laughs> yes, we are. It's been a... Well, when the last time we did the last show? What, two weeks? What was that, two, three weeks ago? I think it's been about two weeks. Yeah, yeah. About two weeks. How y'all been feeling? What y'all been up to? Um, trying to get started on these New Year uh, goals. <laughs> <laughs> did anybody have any New Year's resolutions? Jan- January are uh, almost over. Yes. Oh, we're yeah. 15. We're almost 15 days in. Almost. <laughs> I know. Yes. You see that the month is going by so fast. Yep. Lindsay, what you doing for your birthday? I don't have any plans as of now. Well, you know, I'm I'm fasting, so I'm I'm fasting right now, and the fast doesn't end until the 24th on my, the day of my birthday. So I can't eat anything or nothing on on that day. So I haven't even really decided. I said I was going to go out the next week, but I don't even know what to do at this point. I I I don't have anything. I don't know what to do. I'm like. Everything is closed. Um, I don't know. I have made no plans, zero plans. It's gonna be a boring birthday, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's a tricky time we're living in. So the weather might mm-hmm. actually be uh, be all right this year. It I seems know, like yeah. it. Yeah, it seems like it's not gonna be a, a cold. It seems like it's not gonna be a cold winter this year. Yes, it doesn't seem like it. All right, so let's get into the show for tonight. All right, so oh, before we get started, did we have any um hot topics that we wanted to go over? Y'all know anyone that got the vaccine? Any yeah. updates? My um yeah, my actually um my sister and my mom got the vaccine. Okay. So and she's actually my sister's actually on with us. We're gonna get to Ray to introduce her in a little bit, but yeah, they got the vaccine. Um, but that's about it. That's the only people I know of. Yeah, I don't know anybody personally that has has gotten it. So um, I'm just anybody who tells me they got it. I have a million questions for them. So <laughs> once I find out, they have it. <laughs> so, you know, it's just just trying to live and learn and um, trying to make the best decision on the vaccine. I know that's real. OK, yeah. so the title of tonight's show is The Talk birds and the bees and everything in between um in this episode of oel we will discuss the topic of sex although sex is a natural act it tends to be a hard topic when it comes to discussing it with our kids um we want to dive deep into the importance of building a relationship with your kids about this topic and keeping a line of communication open for them to feel comfortable to even discuss sex with you Nowadays, with cell phones, tablets, and social media being so prominent, it's almost impossible to keep your kids away from learning about it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some juicy conversation that is sure to be on everyone's lips. And now, Lindsay, can you introduce your sister as our special yes, guest? Yes, y'all. So tonight, uh, we have my older sister, Courtney, joining us on this episode. Um, you know, since this conversation does resolve, revolve around talking to your kids about sex, 
I just felt that this she would be a great addition. Um, seeing has that she has two little girls, and you know, it just brings a new perspective on the conversation. So, welcome, sis, and so thank you so much for joining us tonight. Welcome, Courtney. Sheila, hold on. Courtney, you all. Says she on Courtney, you live. <laughs> Are you on? We can't. We can't hear. Well, we'll we're, having some, we're having we'll some technical yeah. difficulties. It looks we'll, like we have another caller on the line as well. So I'm gonna go ahead and bring them in, and then we can get the conversation going. Okay. Hello, welcome to OEL. You're on live. Hello. Hello. Hi. Who do we have on the line with us? Andrea from Woodbridge. Hi, Andrea. Thank you for joining us. This is one of my best friends, ladies. She's calling to join in on this conversation. And uh, we're also we're having a little bit technical difficulties. So we also have Lindsay's sister, Courtney, with us. Um, Hopefully she can hear us. Yes, it's whenever you're ready to um, get on, if, if, if let us know if you're having any trouble. But when you're ready, we, we're on here. We're just going to continue to flow with the conversation now and get into this juicy topic. Okay, so ladies, um, our first uh, touch point. So teaching kids about their no-no parts and discussing the boundaries they should have. Um when did you, Lindsay, I know you have Sid, Sid is a girl. So when did you start teaching Sydney about her genitals? Hmm. I mean, I think naturally as kids get older, you know, she might have like asked me like what my chichis are. Because, you know, sometimes when you're my breast, she might have asked me, you know, what they are when when kids are um, younger and they may see you get out the shower or something. She'll mm-hmm. ask. So I probably would say when she was maybe around, I want to say maybe when she was like maybe four, she probably started to point and be like, well, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is that? Whatever. And so that's when I started to talk to her and maybe say little things like, oh, this is mommy's breast or this is mommy's private. Like, you know, that you have a private too. And you know, you shouldn't, nobody should touch that. You know what I'm saying? You're telling her these things and speaking to her about that, just starting off, whatever. I probably didn't, of course, I didn't call it, you know, her vagina, but I would just say, this is your pee-pee. You know what I'm saying? You don't talk, you know what I'm saying? You don't let nobody touch that, whatever. So, you call yeah, it I would say pee-pee? about, yeah. So I would just say, this is probably like around. <laughs> what does she call it now? Oh, girl, y'all really want me to say it for real? <laughs> <laughs> what she doing? <laughs> so she calls it coochie. Yeah, yeah. That's what she call it. Oh, I know God. some people. Some people uh, refer to it. I know my friend Erica. She refers refers to it as like her pocketbook. Oh, <laughs> oh I like that. That's cute. <laughs> That's a good one because yeah, pocketbooks are private. You shouldn't yeah. want to my pocketbook. So mm-hmm. I, I I can feel that. Yeah, but you know, and then. Like public school, public school, if you take your kids there, they're going to start teaching them, you know, about their body parts, too, you know. 
in the correct terminology for them. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right, vagina, not the proper terms. <laughs> <laughs> I like to I like to hear from our callers. So, Andrea, did you want to weigh in on this on this point? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. So I have um, a 24-year-old, and then I have 11, 8-year-old, and a 2-year-old. So um, the, you know, we all have our little names. Uh, so my son, he's 11, and um, I didn't actually, because of maturity, I didn't teach him what the real word was. We called it a whistle. And so he knew he has a whistle. But at 11 years old, he started questioning, "Mom, what is a whistle?" <laughs> Um, so I didn't start, uh, with, for him, he didn't learn the right word until he was 11. Uh, whereas my daughter knew the word, um, the correct word when she was about nine. So yeah, uh, definitely, um, you know, you don't want to teach them too, too early the the correct names. You want to keep it, you know, you know, kind of elementary, but as they start getting older, depending upon the maturity, you know, then it's time to teach them the right words. That's a good point. I, 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 I agree with that as far as the maturity level that, you know, your child and you, you know, you know what they're what they're ready for and the speed that you need to go. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think my sister's on now, Courtney. So do you want to join in on that and, and give your perspective or how you came to talk to my nieces about that? Um, so I have a three and a five year old. Um, both girls, and I started calling, I never called it any pet names. It was always their vagina, um, their butt, breast. I called them by their anatomical names because someone else would call them a different name. They wouldn't, they would deem it inappropriate to say those names. Um, But it was important for me to teach them that, and I started doing that like at one I would say things like even by bathing, I'd say I'm cleaning your hands or I'm cleaning your armpits. And, you know, I'd just be naming body parts as I did it and they were learning, but also it was a way to let me know who was talking to them Hmm. if they called it by a different name. Yeah. Ooh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's I that's, like that's that. Pretty good. Yeah. You sound just like mama too. But yeah, <laughs> you um that was really yeah, I like that. Yeah, that gives you a heads up, like, okay, who's influencing them? Because I never told them this name. So they, they're, right. they're talking to someone. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, most people, like, you know, most grownups would try to make up, like like she said, pet names. Because I know I did that in the beginning with, with Sydney. So they would try to do that. So it's good to teach the kids the proper terminology. Because then, like she said, it also deciphers who's telling them. And then, you know, you're like, uh-uh, because they're trying to say that. Somebody's trying to say, you know, something different. Yeah. Well, yeah, like they, when they're in school, that's what they're, they're teaching them the right name. They're not covering it up with you know, covering up with another name, but I understand both um, aspects. I think we were all grown up as, you know, taught the word vagina at such a young age was probably too vulgar. Right. um, For a child. So (laughs) I definitely understand, you know, not wanting to tell your child, you know, vagina, but I also see the importance of why you should just be, you know, straightforward as to what it is instead of covering it up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and then I like, 
No, I was just going to say, I, I like that. It's it's very important to start early. Like Courtney said, one years old. I mean, it's, you know, it's like a progression thing because the one thing is you want to build that rapport with the child. So if they were in any type of situation or danger that they feel comfortable coming to you, that's the that's the main that's the main re- point of, you know, the discussion is to make sure they're comfortable. If anything, they were in any, any type of situation that they will come to you and tell you. So that that's my that's what I love about starting early because they need to know yeah yep so what about y'all though mm-hmm. how, how did so, your oh go ahead Andrew I was gonna say um see for me it was it's like Santa Claus right we don't tell them about Santa Claus until they're to a certain age oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I like keeping the pet name <laughs> you know I like yep. the whistle and we call the female part a kika you know, and like I said, my daughter learned the, the correct, you know, because of her maturity at eight. And then my son, who's way more immature, he finally learned, um, you know, what, you know, his body part was. It was no longer a whistle. I was like, oh, God, I was embarrassed. That was the first time I heard. Did you? That is funny. That is funny. Oh, my goodness. So how did y'all um, have that discussion with your parents? Because I know everybody grew up differently. And, um, you know, back in the day, I think a lot of parents are old school and they don't really like to have the sex talk conversation with their kids. They might shy away from it. So how did you guys go about having it with your parents? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think I... I definitely know I didn't have a discussion with daddy about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definite. Um, I think it was just something like, I don't know if it was like a, it was a sunshine. I think she kind of sent something or honestly, you know how parents say, yeah, attitude, you smelling yourself. Something must yeah. be different. You know how <laughs> parents just be saying that. stuff and, and, you know, try to get it out that they know that you doing something that you ain't had no business doing. And I think it came out that way. I don't think it was like a sit down of, oh, mom having sex. Nah. Yeah. It didn't happen like that. Yeah, same here. Definitely no sit down. I kept it a secret for as long as I could. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. I have to agree. Definitely was not a sit down conversation over here. But what what my mom did do is she prepared me for womanhood, like my menstrual cycle, those types of things. I was prepared in that aspect. But far as sit down, sex talk, no, that didn't happen. I I was on my own. What about y'all? What about you, Courtney? You want to say something? Um, so, um, Daddy did have that conversation with me. Um, going end of eighth grade, going to ninth grade, came into my room, closed the door, stood at the door the whole time, and told me everything. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he told me about it, and he told me, you know, going into high school, what boys may try to do. Um, he told me about intercourse, and he used intercourse. <laughs> 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 but he took very awkward, but I appreciated the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I will. I don't. Rem- I don't remember having a conversation. I never had one. 
with with them until I've always had I'd had a conversation, of course, about my period and things about the body, but I never had a formal sit down with my parents about sex, whatever, until it was probably too late. I remember the day that I was supposed <laughs> to go to an appointment. Actually, I was supposed to go to an appointment to have my first pep smear and I was already pregnant. I had to break the news to her that morning. <laughs> oh, it was real late then. It was real late. I yeah, I had I was about to go get my first pap smear and I remember that and I had to break the news. Yeah. That morning. So <laughs> I never had a conversation, whatever. But that I mean, and I think that goes back to what Andrew was saying earlier. Like it could have been me, my maturity level, because there's some, you know, right now, I even think with Sydney, I'm like, She's not thinking about that. You know, she's not doing that. Because I will admit, I started young when it came to to that, whatever. I think I was a young, active person. So um, for me, when I look at Sydney, I'm like, she's not even thinking about that right now. You know what I'm saying? That's my mm-hmm. mindset. But then I have to snap back into reality and be like, yo, what were you thinking about? Yeah. 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 And you know how to you know how to camouflage that in front of your parents, mm-hmm. not to let on that that's what I know that was me. Exactly. It was more like on a sneak tip, like you know what I'm thinking about. <laughs> I would never let them know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, what about you? Is Andrea still on? You you still on, Andrea? Uh, let me see. Yes, I am. So <laughs> my mom and dad didn't sit. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. My mom and dad didn't sit down and talk to me about it, but my stepmother uh, was, well, she, I'd had a boyfriend, so I was a sophomore in high school, and I had a college boyfriend, a freshman and uh, college boyfriend, and I remember she dragged me. She said, I said, we're not doing anything. She's like, mm-hmm. She made an appointment and got my first pap smear, and I kept saying, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. She's like, mm-hmm, come on down here, and she sure enough did, got me a pap smear, got me on birth control pills against my father not even knowing my mother didn't know and she was so smart because literally it was on the agenda I just I on the horizon shall I say but I guess I didn't really you know realize it because I was so young but she saw that little freshman college boy and she dragged me down there and thank god she did or else I would be having the same story as one of you ladies (laughs) that's that that's that mama instinct (laughs) yep yep We have another caller on the line. I'm going to check in with them. Hello. Welcome to OEL. You're live. State your name and where you're calling from. All right. I think we might have a bad connection. Or they may just be listening. Yes, which is fine, too. (laughs) We appreciate all of our listeners. Yes, we do. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that that is um, important. So I guess the thing is, how would you guys go about discussing it with your children? And like, would you do it? Would you, of course, I'm thinking people would do it differently, um, you know, with their kids. Everybody always has a, you know, parenthood doesn't come with a manual. So, Chelsea, what about you? Because Grayson is 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 young now, of course. So that's not probably anywhere in your horizon. But <laughs> let's talk future futuristic. How would you go about doing it? Because he's a boy. So I always wonder, you know, like I like hearing Andrea's talking about how she did it different with her son and stuff. So how would you do that with a boy? How do you think you're going to go about that? I don't know. I'll probably leave that up for his dad to um, talk about. That's probably an area for my girl. I'll, I'll handle my girl. But I think for the for 
the boy part, I think his dad needs to handle all aspects of the man. Okay. I <laughs> yeah. feel that. I feel um, that. I mean, of course, I, I can't teach him how to urinate. You know, my version yeah. of urinating is sitting on the toilet, so I can't <laughs> yes. show him the proper way of urinating. Right. So, you know, that's something that his dad would have to teach him. So at that point, I think he'll start to understand when he noticed the difference that I'm sitting on the toilet. I think when he's starting to realize that I'm sitting on the toilet to use the bathroom versus him having to stand up, it'll make mm-hmm. some type of difference. So it'll, the two and two will somehow, you know. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Bring a light bulb for him to understand that I have a wee wee or right. or yeah, a weasel, <laughs> whistle, a whistle, <laughs> a whistle. Um, I, yeah, I think at that point it'll you know trigger something for him to realize that there's a difference between the two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. I think that's how, that's how I w- I would handle it now as far as sex i don't know how that's gonna go he might have a conversation and be in here with me or he might be with his dad and feel more comfortable with his dad i don't know if he's with me i'm just gonna be open and honest you know um i probably would scare him with all of the stds that's in the world um but you know they're still gonna do whatever they want to do regardless but i'll definitely be realistic be really honest from experience and just from knowledge um Mm -hmm. And, you know, just talk to them just so that they can be aware of what they're getting themselves into. Yes, yes. Absolutely. That's for boy or girl. Grayson doing that. He's so sweet and innocent <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yep. I know it'll happen. A kids grow up. They're their own person. Oh, yeah. Yep. What about you, Mo? Just hypothetically. How would you uh, go about it hypothetically? What would you think? What would you do? Yeah, in the hypothetical world, <laughs> no, I, am, I, I love the theme of the maturity. I really feel like it depends on the maturity of the child, and as we said before, you know your child, and um, I just, I think that determines how you approach the topic. And also, to me, I think it, 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 it depends on how much they're exposed to, because you know some kids are more sheltered. You know, if they're in private school, they may not be hearing as much as in public school, or vice versa. You know just you know how much they're exposed to is how I would approach the topic but much like Chelsea I mean I for me I'm gonna keep it real and you know just be honest but the main thing for me is that I would have a conversation I would not not have a conversation I I I know myself and my personality it, it is as uncomfortable as it's not an easy topic but I know that I would have some type of conversation with them because I feel it's important. And I want to check in to see where they are. I want to know how much they know. And then I can get in on, you know, what they know and try to approach it from that way. That's how I would do it. And what what about you, sis? How, how do you think you'll have that talk? Because, of course, you have um, two younger ones. Like you said, one is three and one is five. My nieces, my beautiful nieces. So how would you go about that in the future? Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and tell him. I mean, I, Hazel is very inquisitive. I, I imagine that conversation is coming either next year or the year next. So she'll probably know by six or seven uh-huh. where babies come from. If that question arises, I have no, I don't plan on trying to sugarcoat that. Yeah. It is intercourse. And I think, 
a lot of times, even, um, you know, we grew up, I grew up in the Bible Belt, so even saying vagina, talking about intercourse, saying penis, those were sin words. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that's true, though. Um, yeah. It shouldn't intercourse be sound more clear about than talking today. about your body part. Yeah. But I do plan on telling them the penis goes inside the vagina. Okay. 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 All of keeping it. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. Oh, okay. She wants to be very detailed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that helps you understand the word intercourse when I hear it like that. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. that makes it all go together. <laughs> intercourse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That is oh, so true. It don't get it don't get no realer than that. I know. Oh, the penis goes inside really of the vagina. Like, yeah, Courtney about to be real explicit. With it. <laughs> the penis goes in the vaginas, right. Hazel. <laughs> At six and right. seven. Right. Hazel going like, did your did your penis go in the vagina? <laughs> sure yeah, but you know what? You, I'm, you, I'm you know, actually, Hazel. Hazel. What'd you say? She's what? <laughs> I said Hazel had saw, um, she had walked in on a little boy at daycare going to the restroom because they have shared restrooms, um, and she was like, he was standing over the toilet like this, <laughs> and I was like, and she was like, why did he put, like, she was hovering over the toilet, and she was like, why did he put his vagina in the toilet like that, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I need to explain yeah, yeah, yeah. He thinks he has a vagina. Yeah, because I'm curious. And he's supposed to stand like that. Right. <laughs> she said, why is he putting his vagina? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's a funny. Kids say the darnest thing. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. If the other caller is able to get on again. OEL, you're live. Did you want to join in on the conversation or just listen in? Right. So yeah, for me, I think that I think for me, I'm like a I'm definitely like Courtney, where I'm very open. Like I am an open book for um, Sydney. She's already asked me a few questions, you know, and that's just in general. Like she asked me questions about her and my dad. I mean, her and her dad. Um, and you know, she'll ask me questions like little things so what happened with y'all you know relationship or she'll just ask me stuff like so y'all got along when y'all had sex or y'all she'll ask me questions like that so you know I just answer her truthfully and I just try to tell her from a perspective like any you know anything that she asked me because Sydney is also very inquisitive as well and she's actually pretty I mean she's very smart I mean the questions that she asks you you know, they'll come to you like, oh my, like, dang, like, I don't even want to answer that. But it's like, let me just be open with her because I I always, I think that's what I want her to be. And I want her to always come to me because if kids, you know, hear things on the streets and stuff, then, you know, um, so we've had that conversation, like even when I was on birth control and she was like, are you on, you know, birth control to not get pregnant? And I was like, yeah, but I still tell her like, yeah, but when it, when you start or if you start having sex, then, you know, don't just think about birth control. You need to think about protection because you can get diseases. There's other things that you have to worry about. So don't 
just sit over here and, and think that you, you know, so I'm very open with her about that, protecting herself and, you know, treat, acting as a lady. I also try to teach her, like, respect yourself. So, you know yes. what I'm saying? How you love yourself and how you treat yourself is how everyone is, else is going to treat you. So my main thing is I try to teach her, like, you know, if you do decide to do that, because I can't, I, I go from it at a point where when I grew up, you know, like my sister said, we were very heavily you know, church. And it was like, oh, if you say something about sex, that's like a sin. So for me, it's more so like, hey, I can't stop what you're going to do. So I already know, like, once you grow up and you go into the world, that's that's you. You are your own person. So my main thing is, hey, I'm coming at it as I'm not trying to stop you from doing what you want to do. If you want to save yourself, good. I love it. I, I support it. If you decide that you do want to mess with someone, though, Make sure you're giving yourself away to someone that is worthy of that. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. you. You know what I'm saying? Respect yourself. Don't do that with any and everybody. Not everybody deserves to see you. Not everybody deserves to have you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So damn, take yeah. care of her. Yeah, yeah. there's power in her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just try to uplift her. I tell her she's beautiful. I always so those are my main things that I lead with. I never try to say don't do it, don't do it. I always say, hey, if you do it respect yourself and these are the things that mommy has learned these are the stuff these are the mistakes that mommy has made and I don't want you to do that I want you to be better than me so I come at it from that point of view yes so um that is my way of having a sex talk with any like our talks have been always just open and honest about just like relationships I can't say that I've necessarily had like the sex talk but there's been conversations surrounding sex and it always goes back around to respect yourself, respect yourself, be a lady, carry yourself in a certain way. And, you know, everything else will fall into place. You know, I wanted to check in with Andrea, too, to see if she wanted to weigh in on this topic. Are you able to hear us? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. So um, I, I guess I'm just a little bit different in um, it, I think a lot of it has to do with how we were raised, because I hear how Courtney is very upfront and, you know, is, is letting everything be known to her children. But it, it, a lot of it seems to come from when she grew up, her parents didn't really allow that information. And we all experience things because of the do's and the don'ts. And so what I did was I kind of followed my parents with my 24-year-old, and I didn't have a conversation with her. The only thing I said is, if you do it, you're going to get diseased or get pregnant, so don't do it. So I did. <laughs> you know, she's 24 now. <laughs> That's what I told her. You're going to get diseased and get pregnant. So that's the end of it, okay? And so it worked because she didn't, you know, finally, you know, get out there and, you know, get active until she was, I think, 21. So that worked. However, nowadays with the um, Internet and so many different things, my 11-year-old, who is slightly awkward and uh, he has so much trouble making friends, um, I've decided that I need to tell him things. This is the one that thinks it's still a whistle at 11 years old. So he finally came home one day and was like, hey, mommy, what's this? And he did the, like, the, um, the humping move. He said, mom, what's this? And I was like, oh, my God, where did you hear it from? So I did the same approach I did with my oldest. You know, but when he said that, I said, oh, man, he's already awkward. He already thinks he has a whistle. He's 11. You know, they already make fun of him at times. So I need to make sure he's cool. So actually, it was my ex-husband that called me and said, we need to tell him. And I was like, you think? I don't think so. But he was so right. So he's starting to come home and ask me little things. And so his father, like uh, the other young lady was saying, his father had a conversation with him. Now, here's the thing with having a boy that I'm learning for the first time. His father has the whole conversation. 
tells him not everything, but, you know, kind of an a, you know, a really G version of, you know, what sex is and how it works and where things go. So he, he's like, okay, I took care of it, Andre. I'm like, all right, good. So he comes, my son comes to my house the next day and he's like, all right, mom, I know what this is. He's like, yep. I thought, well, what is it? He says, the penis goes in the butt. To say, okay, I've got to tell him. So I said, you know, baby, it, it, you know, the penis doesn't go in the butt. He goes, there's another hole. (laughs) And I turned it over to his dad. I was like, you've got to tell this boy that the penis is not going the butt. So dad had that conversation. Oh my goodness. That is so funny. (laughs) That is hilarious. Okay. So what age do you think uh, your kids should start having social media or like, what age should you allow your kids to watch um, rated R movies? Hmm, that's a good. That's I think they're question. already they're, they're watching a lot of this stuff already. It's they're watching a lot of this stuff already. It's almost impossible to control yeah. what they're doing with all these gadgets. It's it really is. Well, I'm having a hard time now. Dad is keeping a good look on it. But, I'm, but, you know, they're learning a lot, too, with these little chats on these games. Mm-hmm. Like, my eight year is coming to ask me certain questions, like a cuss word. Mom, what's this mean? And I'm like, where did you hear that from? Hey, I didn't say anything back, but it was in one of the chats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. You know, I have a friend of mine who has that same story where their child had the um, the PlayStation thing, the little portable PlayStation, mm-hmm. and so which has the Internet on it. And you know, they didn't know, you know, they're thinking just playing the games, but come to find out they were getting access to videos and all kinds of stuff and didn't realize it because you're thinking they're playing a game. So it's just everywhere. It's just, yeah, it's like you have to <laughs> monitor. Like, yeah, you have to monitor like everything nowadays because it's it's out there. Yeah. Sis, what about, um, Courtney, what about you? So like, do, do the girls... Do they play on a tablet or anything now? Like, do you do they have access to that stuff? Um, so they don't have access to the internet. They have a tablet, but it is a PBS tablet. Um, so only things that would be shown on PBS is on that tablet. So they can watch live TV. Um, it's live TV. Somehow it doesn't have commercials. Um, I I mean I monitor heavily what they're watching. Mm-hmm. So they are highly censored. They don't even like to see people kiss. Like oh, if okay. they see someone kiss in a show, they come to me and they're like, Mom <laughs> there was kissing. <laughs> and I was like, there was kissing, what? And they're like, Yes. They you're not even married. That's what they tell me. They're not even married. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is funny. They're not even married. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> So I, I censor a lot, and I will watch it before they watch it, or I'll watch it while they're watching it. They don't like to hear words like stupid, and it, I mean, it's it's real G, real rated G. But I do want to be open and honest with them, but when they're watching TV, it is, it's not even TV-Y. Oh, they yeah. They mean things in that, too. Got it. Got it. Wow. So would you, so what age do you think that you would allow them? Cause I know you have are very open about the, 
the body parts and things like that. What age do you would you say like okay, I'm gonna let them be free and watch start watching uh, regular TV? Mm, I mean PG thirteen or not TV, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rated R, they can be seventeen. They're not gonna watch that mess around me. She said the rules still are, the rules still apply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the rules still apply. You still follow these rules. Uh, but I'll be honest if you if you ask me a question. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think so too. I was I monitor Sydney like that too. Um with her tablet and things. I I monitor. Now I'm a little bit more I I actually just got a little bit more lenient cuz I used to actually have like the blocking on um Amazon Prime and then um on Netflix and everything like that. Now I've opened up her Netflix to where she can she can watch stuff whatever cuz honestly her and her cousin ended up finding stuff on <laughs> finding that little oh, two Tubi. There was like some movie site on Tubi that they ended up downloading on their tablets. And I found out that Sydney had watched it, whatever. But her cousin, little cousin came and they're around the same age. Her cousin is six months older than her. She came and um, they watched it, whatever. They ended up watching some movies. So once I saw that, I was like, well, y'all over here downloading movies and stuff like that. Like, Sydney, you didn't you didn't even ask me or whatever if you could do that, whatever. And then it was like... Her cousin's from North Carolina, so she has an accent. She was like, I ain't think you had no problem with it. We just <laughs> like, no. I was like, no. I was like, I ain't do that. She was like, I didn't know that you, I didn't know. I would have told her to ask you if you, and I was like, uh-uh. So they watched it, whatever, you know, they had been watching movies. And so by that time, I was just like, but this this was just recently, and she is 13. Like, she just, so, you know, it just just recently happened when she was here, actually, during, during COVID. So, um, in the beginning of COVID. So, I, uh, so I, I, I let her, um, you know, I let her watch it now. I'm pretty much open since they do have access. And, I mean, I think for me, like I said, I'd rather her. I'd rather know what she's doing than her doing it behind my back. And I just feel like kids nowadays, they learn about stuff so much. You know what I'm saying? They know, they learn about it quicker than what we did when we were growing up. They have access to so much um, at this time. So I feel like it's almost inevitable to for them to actually get access to things, whatever. There's so many avenues, so many workarounds. Um, but definitely try to monitor it as long as you can. I would never say like, oh, don't, don't do it. I just know for me at this point, I've kind of like been a little bit more lenient on that part. I think middle school, as far as the social media aspect, I think middle school, maybe like seventh grade, eighth grade for social media, maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. With the monitoring, or are you just saying, yeah, like, with like, yeah, with some monitoring, but I feel like it's only but so much monitoring you can do with Snapchat and and Instagram. Yeah. So, um, but friend on, um, social media. So no. So I have, I know a lot of younger children, like elementary school kids that have Snapchat and Instagram, and I'm not even more so concerned about what they're seeing on other people's pages. I'm more so concerned about the access to my child, the perverts. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Are yeah. That yeah. So it's not even just, I'm worrying about my child. It's just, I'm worrying about mm-hmm. my child and who has access to my child stuff and could be playing with her, you know, technology exactly. is dangerous. So mm-hmm. it's, it's smart, but it's dangerous. So yep. 
Yeah, um, I would have to say middle school where they can't actually have conversations. They can let me know something, you know, I, yeah. I can't see my child in elementary school having stuff and then me not monitoring them. No. Yeah. And you can monitor Snap. I will. You can't really monitor Snapchat. The conversation disappears as soon as you exit out. So right. your child could have been having a conversation with a pervert and you won't even know. Mm. Well, I think that's why, it's, you know, you, you should have that conversation. I definitely had that conversation with Sydney, you know, very early on because someone actually asked her to send pictures. And I was like, hey, don't send don't ever send anybody pictures. Once right. you send a picture, it's out there for good. You're never going to be able to get that back. Like that's your reputation. Once you start doing stuff like that, it's it's gone. It's forever. It's in somebody else's possession and they can do what they want to do. They can send it to their friends and their friends can send it to their friends. Like don't. So I think like you said, making sure you have those conversations with your kids. I always tell Sydney, like if someone wants to know your address online, if someone wants to know your phone number, no, do not pass that information along online. Don't talk to nobody that messages you. Um, and you could just, you know, I just hope for the best. I mean, I haven't had any issues so far and I pray to God, you know, that I never do. But like you said, it's scary. Mm -hmm. Very scary. And then it's the whole situation of people creating fake profiles. Cause I even get that. Like they'll create a profile of someone, you know, but it's not Mm -hmm. them, you know, so you, you have to be careful, you know? Yeah. It's a lot. Yep. But I feel as far as age, I'm, I'm with you all. It's, it's hard to say, but I'm, Social media, I like the middle school age, but me, I want to be a friend on there. I want to be like, hand it over. Let me see what was going on. on right. You know, but you like heavily monitored. That would be me. And then like rated our movies. I mean, I'm thinking high school. I mean, you're not quite 17 in high school, but I'm thinking high school, you know, rated right. our movie. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my take on it. The one thing I will say, can I say, can I say one thing real quick? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, In terms of the social media aspect, yeah, it wouldn't be till high school for my children. Like meaning having one of those pages or whatever, you know, a Facebook page or doing anything, posting anything of themselves, not until they're in high school. That would be my thing. And once they're in high school, they're freshmen, it's time to get them prepared for the real world. That's have you know when I look at some of these accounts and I'm seeing these young people showing making all these sexy pictures mm-hmm. and they're too young mm-hmm. to be on there like you said all the perverts that's out there so for me it would have to be freshman year of high school that's when they can have access to that you know meaning posting themselves and doing things like that I agree yep. with that yep I agree Yep. This is a great conversation, ladies. Much needed. This was really good. Yep. Yes, I enjoyed it. So here are some tips um, that we found taken from Planned Parenthood on tips for talking about sex. Um, The first one was don't jump to conclusions about why they're asking what they're asking. You can say, like, can you tell me what you already know about that? Or what have you heard about that? Um. Keep your answers short and simple and explain new words that our kid that your kid might not have heard before. After giving an answer, keep the conversation open. You can say, like, what other questions about stuff like this do you have or what's going on in your life or at school that made you think more about this stuff? Um, check their understanding. After answering the question, you can ask, does, the answer, uh, does that answer your question or what do you think about that? Um, 
If you don't know the answer to something, you can look it up on your own or together. Or you can say, I'm glad you asked that question. I'm not sure how to explain it or what the answer is. Let's look it up. So that was just a, a tip on how to approach conversations or how to have that talk if if you wanted to start it or if you were coming from a perspective of them bringing these conversations to your attention. Yes, great. That's some good information. Well, ladies, this has been great. Um, any Anyone have anything in closing? I think my closing thought is just... Um, just, you know, be vigilant and be open, you know, be open. I love Courtney's view. Everybody had a great view. I love Courtney's view of just the honesty, you know, or, you know, just knowing your child and the maturity level of your child. That's how you're going to really, you know, approach these situations. But, you know, just being open and keeping the lines of communication open so they feel comfortable to come to you. I believe that's the main that's the main thing of this whole conversation, just making them feel comfortable that they can come to you because there's so much going on out there. They need to be able to come to their parents and be comfortable to do that. So I think that's the main point. Absolutely. Well, we right. appreciate our guests that, that include Andrea and Courtney, we definitely appreciate you guys being in on this conversation. We Thank you so good, much. Some good points. Good stuff. Please subscribe to our podcast on everyone's lips. That's with an apostrophe S on iTunes, Spotify, Google play and other platforms that you may consume podcasts. Please give us a rating. Five star ratings are very much appreciated, but all honest feedback is welcome. You can uh, email us at podcast at OELshow.com. Um, you can also find us on social media. Our Instagram is OEL show and on Facebook it's on everyone's lips. And that's again with apostrophe S. Um, you can also contact our feedback hotline, um, there or on our email. You can give us show ideas. You can give us feedback, um, as to how our, our shows, our previous shows have gone. The contact number for the hotline is 571-206-8292. That's it, ladies. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our guests. We appreciate you. Until we meet again, live well, laugh often, and love much. Good night.